Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Director Showdown. Do episode... we have other intros? I mean, I feel like it's always <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Gracias. Um, <laughs> Hola. Um, Buenas noches. Oh, God. Uh, aloha. Aloha. There you go. We'd stick with aloha. Or hello and guten Tagen. Guten Tagen. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't, I don't know. What's Japan? Um... Oh, fuck, I, you, I gotta, you gotta know, man. I, I would have, I, I should have known because I visited Konichiwa. Konichiwa. Know, what's wrong Konichiwa. With me? Yeah. Konichiwa. Let's open. Let's open uh, every episode with Konichiwa now. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I, I was thinking more diversity, but you know, that's fine. Oh, I mean, okay. We can use Konichiwa now and then use, <laughs> you know, yeah, Aloha, Aloha later. Some other time. Okay. Well, Konichiwa, everybody. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode five of. Uh, Edgar Wright versus Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. season eight, I think. And uh, we got our own versus movie this time we around. Do. Yeah. We do, yeah. Isn't that it's fun? Uh, Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. versus the world. The world. Versus huh? the world, however you want to say it. And well, uh, What's the other pronunciation? There's other pronunciation. Verse or versus? Oh, I guess I never even thought there was two pronunciations to it. To, to me, verses I... And verse. I That's guess funny. I've never thought about it. Am I just, am I totally off base in saying that like verses is how I say it a lot of the time? Well, that's when I what see it VS, is. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually how I pronounce it. Cause there's like three variants of verse. Yeah. Is because it's, it's V. Some people say just stick to well, the V, you know? I mean, Scott yeah, Batman, v, yeah. Batman and our, our good friend, uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne and, uh, Superman's human Clark, name, Clark, Clark Kent. Kent. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Clark we'll Kent. Circle, we'll circle, we'll circle back circle around to Clark, Clark oh, yeah, Kent, yeah, yeah. I think, in this episode. That's funny. Got a Clark Kent or two in this movie. Yes, you got um, a V, and then you got a verse, mm-hmm. and you got verses. I, I, that's funny. Like, I, I, I don't know which <laughs> audience, what, it, what version of verses do you use? Do you, I, I think I use yeah. verses a lot more. I... Yeah. You know, I've really started to do V, and maybe it's because yeah. Batman V Superman. I don't know In why. In an ironic sense, that's why. I, I guess think. so. Yeah. It's just seeped into my brain now. But it's like, even when I put, like, social media posts about, like, Director Showdown, I'll say, like, it's right VYTD. I'll, like, put it like that. Yeah, for Just because sure. I'm, like, I like the cleanness of just, it like, a clean. V. Just, yeah. like, a nice V in the middle. Yeah, because it gives it's like it gives that uh, sort of um, yeah. palindrome-esque type. Uh, for sure. It flows yeah, better. It flows you know? better. Because, like, I think that verse is kind of out of vogue, in a way, thanks to Zack side. Yeah. <laughs> I like, guess so, yeah. Because yeah. you, you know, you say versus most of the time, and yeah. yeah. And that's this game kind of man. We're really getting heavy into the, <laughs> the pronunciation of which is fine. Yeah. Uh, this this movie really takes the verses because there's like multiple sound uh, bites of them being like versus. I feel yeah. like in this movie, right? That's usually how it is in video in games, video games. Video games are not like V or verse. It's like yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone uses verse that much. Honestly, I don't think man, I'm. Just, I'm a fucking shithead. I'm a dumb person. Did you say who, verse? I, I did oh, after okay. I said verses or verse, but I think uh, <laughs> let's go with verses. I think it's verses. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World mm-hmm. is the title of the fifth movie we're talking today. 2010. Uh, action, comedy, romance. Uh, I don't know. How do you, I, I would say action comedy is like, sure. Yeah. Action, comedy, romance. 
in relationships are order, a big, maybe? big element of this movie. Yeah, for sure. I think the action supersedes it all, though. Yeah, for sure. And the comedy comes the second, and then relationships the third. Yeah, but not in the way that like me saying that the relationships in this movie were underdeveloped or necessarily bad, but they're the one that's the one that takes the biggest backseat, I think. Yeah. But it's just like, it, it, it sounds like I'm making a negative, like, um, comment on the relationships part about this movie, which I'm not because it's very good. Yeah. It's sure. V good. It's V good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess we can just start from there since I already pointed it out. Like we'll yeah, start with yeah. the, the relationships aspect because it is like you, like you said, it is kind of um, the core of the movie. Yeah. And um, I think we can, we can all relate to uh, Scott, Scotty here played uh-huh. by the, uh, I don't know why I think of the word pernicious because he's not pernicious. Michael pernicious. That's an interesting. <laughs> the, that's, a, uh, that's a bad word to use to describe Michael Sarah. The unique, uh, low key, uh, f- funny Michael Sarah. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like he 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 I represents don't know. the 2010s in like the very true in the most um, like the 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 typical male i would say kind of like yeah. the alternative typical male maybe well this yeah. comes yeah I, I i think it it this comes two years after super bad let's get into michael Sarah real quick yeah we can um and pivot into relationships from there but it's like um yeah i mean he he was a guy who i really liked i i can't remember if i saw super bad before i caught up later with arrested development I think I saw Arrested Development before Superbad. Really? Yeah. I, it was reverse for me, for sure. Oh, okay. Um, but I, but got, I got a lot of, uh, from the girls in high school, I would get the Michael Sarah from Superbad sort of um, representation here. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Which is, uh, it's funny to look back and say, oh, that's what girls thought of me as. Oh, like you as, yeah. as him. Interesting. In, in Superbad, yeah. Huh. I see, I related, I related a lot to his character uh evan i think he plays in mm. super bad that's his character's yeah I, name. I do too for sure yeah he's he's really relatable in that movie not so much seth who jonah hill plays he's kind of like an asshole he's like your asshole friend who i think a lot of people had yeah in the school. nick frost in shawn of the dead sort yeah. of thing you know yeah. <laughs> yeah the comparisons kind of uh yeah keep going but it's mm. like um but yeah no i think i think i kind of saw super bad and was like this guy's really funny and he's funny in a different way than a lot of characters I've seen because recently. he's more like re- like you said relatable like we us us uh I guess millennial males never really had some sort of like physical manifestation <laughs> in film quite as impactful yeah. as Evan was in super bad yeah and if we are actually kind of tying YTD into this too to talk about this kind of trend it's like those indie mm. comedies he almost comes out of that era but as a different kind of archetype kind of like a, a tweaked a little bit like tweaked archetype of yeah. that like napoleon dynamite phase uh where it's like Socially, okay but these are actually yeah. yeah actually grounded more in reality kind of like 
Socially inept. Um, yeah. Awkward in a, in a yeah. cute way as opposed to like, Endearing. this is very yeah. dry and, uh, you know, like Napoleon Dynamite or uh, uh, what's his name in uh, Eagle vs. Shark, I'm thinking of. Jermaine, yeah. Jer- yeah, Jermaine. Uh, but it's like he he kind of f- came up, I feel like, in that Apatow vein where it's like I think Knocked Up was 2007. Yeah. 08 was super bad. And those were like two big movies where I was like, this is 40 year old virgin like 40 year old virgin was i think oh five yeah Yeah, that that got that got in there real fast yeah um but where i was like man these guys i relate more with like i i find their like him and like seth rogan is the other one i'm thinking of like i relate more to their comedic sensibility because it's more conversational it's more like realistic i think yeah and they don't have all the answers and yeah it's very like just awkward yeah. it's it's not yeah. like the early 2000s stuff of like the uh the bro comedy yeah exactly yeah. the bro comedy where it's like i think of even though this came out a little bit after that trend started dipping but like i think of like bradley cooper even though i like him a lot in uh bradley cooper and hangover where yeah. it's like this kind of douchey humor yeah. And like kind of all the characters in that movie, except for Zach Galifianakis, are kind of all douchebags. Mm. Um, but this kind of, yeah, like Michael Sarah becoming a star was really like a movement in comedy, in I itself. think, at the time. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because he like, was oh, a kid yeah, in, yeah. what were you going to say? No, go ahead. No, I was yeah. just going to say like, because he was a kid in Arrested Development and he was... Exactly the same. People, it's it's interesting, people treat Michael Sarah kind of the way that I think people used to treat Keanu Reeves in a sense where it's like, this guy's very one note. Like he's yeah. a bad actor. Cause he kind of does the same thing. And have, it's like, have you seen that movie he was in where he plays a uh, two? God, what's that? Name that oh yeah. 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 Um, um I'll, I'll, let me pull up Sarah. Here. Yeah. I'll, so I'll get it. Essentially yeah. whenever we get the title, like he plays like the typical, Michael Cera role yeah. that you see. And then he has an alternate version of himself in that movie that's like this French debonair, like <laughs> badass guy. Yeah. And I think that was him showing like, yeah, I have range because he does. Like in that movie For was sure. like it was like a completely different person, which was amazing, you know. And you, all he youth had was in a, revolt. Youth in revolt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Youth in revolt. And he just had a pencil thin like mustache. Yeah. And maybe some sunglasses. And that was like it, but yet you believe that he was a different person. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. He was like a destructive yeah. like maniac kind of that that character that he played. It was essentially like almost like a a parody of or a satire of uh French New Wave. I guess it was, yeah. Because yeah, he was like that, like existentialist, like French, like badass kind of guy, <laughs> you know, yeah. that like all the girls would like just love because he doesn't give a shit about anything and it's just like life is meaningless sort of thing. Yeah, you for know. Sure. And yet he, <laughs> and that was like what the girls all go for in the Youth and Revolt, like kind of digging, digging hits at like those, uh, those. I guess those alternative girls who look to this guy as like the, uh, um, yeah. the, the romantic like archetype that you should go after, which is, yeah. so, you know, I've, I've watched, if, if you haven't seen youth and revolt, yeah, go give it a shot. It's pretty good. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So that to, to put it put it on the calendar here, it came out in Oh nine. So this movie mm-hmm. coming out in 2010, I think kind of is, was, I guess at this point really like, 
branding. the peak. <laughs> yeah, it was it was all branding, like this yeah. branding buildup. Hmm. Where I'm sure I'm sure I don't know. I, maybe he like worked on it with his like agent or whatever to like get that kind of thing going. But I, I think most people don't. I think like. I think some people like Edgar Wright were like, oh, this guy is kind of starting to hit right now, yeah. and I think he'd be perfect in this role. I'm going to get him in my movie. But then mm. after after this, man, like this movie, we'll probably talk about it more, but like was a bomb. It didn't do, it not a, a sex, sex bomb. Yeah, <laughs> you got it before yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was not a good bomb. It was a bad bomb. And, yeah. uh, and I, I think that probably hurt his career. Um but I, I just wanted to mention two real quick. As long as we're talking, Sarah, have you seen Molly's Game? No, I heard it's great though. Yeah, so it's it's uh, Aaron Sorkin's first movie that he directed, directed and he yeah. wrote it. Um, but okay, so there are some layers to this. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to make it confusing. But um, it's based on a true story, basically, of this real uh, woman named Molly who basically set up these like high stakes poker games. Uh, with celebrities and would take cuts and she became like really wealthy and famous amongst celebrities. Um, and, and, but like, she was like homeless, I think. And then she, she was doing really like badly off. And then she got that going and became like really rich and stuff. But, uh, Michael Sarah's in it and he's playing, uh, what is kind of an unspoken thing, but everybody has agreed upon is, uh, Toby McGuire. That's funny because yeah. Toby Maguire was it was basically like this fucking cutthroat, manipulative, like gambling addict, basically in like the late two thousands, early twenty tens. What was the name of that crew? Uh, the the he was the he, uh, the what, pussy posse. The pussy posse. He was yeah. God, so that's he, so funny. Yeah. He he seems like a really fucking fascinating guy, Toby Maguire. But um, Golly G, Mary Jane. <laughs> It's me, Peter Parker. Uh, I have a gambling addiction, Mary Jane. <laughs> but no, but it's in, in, uh, and basically he's like, apparently like a really brilliant poker player and stuff. And fucking Michael Sarah plays him in Molly's game as like exactly that. This like very calculating, like cruel uh, poker player. And it's like really fascinating to see him play a character like that. Yeah. And it's like, by the time I saw that movie, it came out in like 2017. I was like, man, where the fuck's Michael Sarah been? Like this, this is the first time I saw him since Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's been a he while. should be popping up. He's doing like indie movies. And I guess like this brings up the point of why this movie, um, sex bum bombed because yeah. I don't think that the casting of Michael Sarah was what, made what what could have made the, i mean if it, it was it was casted with someone else i think it could have made more money because mm. when you're thinking about like an action that's, film you that's you, you kind of want to get somebody who is a, again like a a brandon routh or a chris evans you know like <laughs> and that's usually like you 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 want to put the that, that's the interesting because like i'm a i'm a as you as you know i am a connoisseur of uh mm. action film oh, and yeah. all that yeah. and you know you, you look at the trends of action films and i don't want to the the casting is like important you know yeah, like yeah. you want to have the main character as like an uh, as an archetype and someone who is like you want to put yourself in his shoes, but you don't want to be you. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You want to like that's that's the thing. That's point. escapism. You know, it's like you not being yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, like this is um, you being yourself, but enhanced with powers because <laughs> you know with Michael Sarah. Yeah, and I think that's why there was a failure failure to launch in a way. Yeah, because of like you act. It's like you you putting a mirror to your own like kind of self and putting yourself like with a cool sword and stuff. And it's kind of like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. be that. I don't want to be me per se. For sure. <laughs> you know? I think, yeah, yeah, dude, that's a really interesting thing to bring up because this is something I think I feel like I've heard either Edgar Wright or maybe mm. even Michael Sarah talk about this. Um, but I, I think it's, that was definitely at play, but it was also, so, uh, Super bad came out in 2007, mm. actually. Same year as Juno. Yeah. The next year was Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Uh, year one, Youth in Revolt. Because he had all these. Yeah, he had all these like leading I, movies. I, think, I, I feel like it's just Michael Sarah, he just looks a little too dorky. Like he's kind of, he is perfect. Yeah. In, in the, the space of this movie like the context of the movie he's used from, really well in this yeah yeah he like i can't imagine anyone else being in that role on the way that this movie is executed <clears throat> but if i was going to be like a market like a marketing person yeah i'd probably go with someone i keep bringing him up but shia labeouf or something like someone a little bit more like rounded that sure, still has yeah. a has a like a sprinkle of geekiness to where you can still like pull it off yeah. And but yet you can still have that sort of like okay, I can see this guy actually beating up people sort of thing. See, you know I, what I mean, yeah, what it, what I was going to say is like I I think he had such a run of movies where he played very similar guys yeah. after Superbad. Yeah. And I think in this one was like the last one mm-hmm. and I think it suffered for it. I think yeah. it suffered because like what you're saying, like overall his casting, but yeah. I really think that by the time this movie was coming out and came out, a lot of people, I feel like I heard people say this that I, yeah. that I knew, but like, we're just like, oh, Michael Sayer is always doing the same thing. Like yeah, he's, always he's always the same, same guy. guy yeah. So it, it was almost like people just got sick of Michael Sarah before the movie came out. And so they didn't That's even give it a, a chance. That's also a good factor. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, and so from a, like a marketing spe- perspective, you'd maybe be like, I don't know, Michael, let's like, cut out a couple movies a year. We don't want to like overdo it on your brand. You know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of like personality type, I think. And I, maybe they didn't know that until this movie came out and they were like, it's Oh, I think people fatigue, are sick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember that fatigue being real. Like I remember people being like, even with I don't like, like Michael. Sarah. Even with like the rock and stuff. Like I feel that that's and, a good comparison. And like, I man. like, yeah, I'm not saying I hate on the rock. Cause like he's done, he's a, he's a fantastic person on screen and off screen. Like, you yeah. know, just all around great guy. But when you pump him too much, yeah, it's, you get, you get that fatigue for sure. You know what I mean? Just like a Michael Bay film, like all the shots are beautiful, but you get pumped up with all of it all the time. And you're tired. Halfway your dope, <laughs> your dopamine count like yeah, is yeah. like oversaturated and you, as a result, the over the, the whole, input into your brain is, is like, ah, I'm more, I already know what this is. Exactly. Yeah. It becomes a thing where like, yeah, where you're like, I know what this is going to be. 
Because yeah. I want to say, honestly, I think I was one of these people I'm talking about. I think I was even getting to that point where oh, I was like... Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was like... Nick and Nora play... Or, uh, yeah, because the thing is... <laughs> I, I saw all these movies yeah. because of like super bad and I guess Juno and then probably Arrested Development too. I was oh, like, I Juno like this the guy. Most Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah. He, he's so fucking, that's a real kind of Eagle shark vibe movie. I think now, yeah. um, I feel like I would not enjoy that movie if I watched, it I think again. it's probably better written. I, I think that yeah. chick is a good, what's her Diablo Cody. Yeah. I think she's a good writer. She's, uh, very she snappy. Her super snappy. Yeah. yeah. Um, tight but snappy yeah uh and also what's tight and snappy is kind of scott pilgrim in a way yeah for um, sure yeah the the dialogue is very quick and like efficient for sure like i can't there's not a moment in, of silence in this film i feel like yeah it's just the pacing is kind of like like till 11 almost. yeah yeah constantly it's it's not it's not very slowed down except for when it's like for comedic comedic beats you know yeah yeah i mean un- unless it's like uh trying to up the drama yeah and then it'll kind of like drag things out or use slow-mo or something but yeah i mean Ed, Ed, you're right like i i put this in my notes while i was watching mm-hmm. that like his his visual style is amped up further than he's ever had it before yeah for and sure. that this is like peak right yeah. At least at this point in time, we can, mm. we'll talk about his other, I get only See, two th- other movies this is, after this. Fuck. This is where I say that Scott Pilgrim is the kill bill of his career. You know what Ooh, I mean? That's a good, it's like, yeah. let's have fun. Let's do an action film. Let's see what I can do with action. That That's like what Scott yeah. Pilgrim is to me with, the, because like, it, it's not, it's like in terms of like plot, it's not exactly the most like intensely like w- interwoven like um, plot like you'd get with like Hot Fuzz, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I was thinking today while watching, I was like, do we do I like this more than Hot Fuzz? And it's so close, I think, because yeah. Scott Pilgrim is so visually fun and fantastic. And I very think different things. It's very different but things. Yeah, but yeah. I think I still stick with Hot Fuzz a little bit. Yeah, just like, like a like an inch almost. I think I think I do too. Yeah, yeah. I think I like Hot Fuzz more than just Scott a little Pilgrim. fucking bit I'll, though. I'll because be, yeah, in terms of directing, Scott Pilgrim is like fucking like yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he sets up all his action shots, like how he contains the chaos of the fight scene in a coherent, like entertaining way and all the cuts that he does in a succinct and you can understand what's happening is like really amazing on how Edgar does it in a stylistic sense of like a comic book and a video game and an anime, yeah, which is kind of fucking hard. It's crazy. Yeah, (laughs) dude, it's, it's again reminding me of the hot fuzz thing. Yeah. That, that I, I, that I realized when we watched it for the podcast and then I realized watching this for the podcast this time um, is that just like, this is, these are such fucking weird movies, man. It's such a hodgepodge of, um, and I don't even, I don't even mean that in a negative way. It's just like, it's such a hodgepodge of like all these different influences, all these different like styles. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
We're getting to the horny Adam segment. Oh, no. Ma- Mary Elizabeth. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, it's playing on the background and Mary. We, we can pause and let the scene pass and then uh, pick it up. No, because, <laughs> no, like, you remember when I texted you today? I was like, oh, my God, MWE. It's because of this one scene where yeah, she's just I on forgot. the yeah. Where she's on the bed and she's like, you know, in her underwear. I'm just like, uh, oh boy. Yeah. Why? Is she is she like <laughs> your number one celeb crush? Do you think or Well, yeah, she's my girlfriend. Of course. Well, that's that is jeez. <laughs> I I'm so offen- sorry. I want to apologize. Of course you're that attracted to her. She's your actual <laughs> girlfriend right now. Yeah. As of recording this as, and as of um, she's in the other room. She's in the other room doing that, just waiting. Just, <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't. I feel mean saying. I know, um, but, <laughs> but it's truth uh, because she's your girlfriend. Um, it's a post-truth era, so I can, I can believe what I want. You can. Um, no, I, I, I think so. Honestly, you know. I, yeah, it's just like her. Her. I think her eyes really like would like fucking. Drag she got great for, eyes. She dude. has amazing eyes. She. Yeah. She's so good. She's such a great actress, dude. I think she, what she does really well is she like, she's somebody that really underplays things. Like she doesn't, she's a she doesn't, subtlety. Yeah. She's a very subtlety, subtle, which is a low key, key thing to acting <laughs> for subtlety, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And in a movie like this, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it really adds a lot of weight to her character, like in, mm-hmm. in how, real she's playing Ramona. Yeah. I think like her performance, I think helps this movie a, a shit ton. Um, especially with how kind of wacky Scott can be, uh, mm. in his kind of like mannerisms and stuff. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so, let's talk about, yeah. I guess we can talk about, uh, Ramona flowers or Mary Elizabeth Winstead instead. I mean, yeah. um, yeah, obviously my girlfriend, she's been in a lot of films. Yeah. And uh the I think the most recent one I saw of her was um Cloverfield. Maybe it was Cloverfield. And she's yeah. she's great in that. She she's can so she can hold a movie, it. man. Yeah, 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 she really can. And I'm kind of I I I honestly don't think I've seen that many like MWE uh films what else have we got well you I said i think i think you put it on record that you are going to watch birds of prey <laughs> because she's your girlfriend and you want to be supportive <laughs> That's right um which hey man i've I heard, heard it's it a good, good i've heard it's that a good movie. good movie so maybe we're checking maybe. she kicks ass in it apparently yeah so. margot robbie's in there too. margot robbie uh some other people i think <laughs> uh, and, uh ewan ewan mcgregor's like which a really actually, crazy villain. which is actually her boyfriend i think they're actually dating. oh ewan is yeah that's right yeah, yeah i remember hearing about that. they met on fargo i think or something interesting oh yeah. that's right yeah uh, oh man wow i totally forgot their yeah they they he plays twins on fargo oh, ewan mcgregor great. he yeah. plays like a fat balding twin and it's <laughs> fucking so good and she's oh man yeah i feel like uh your peak Mary Elizabeth Winstead might be her character on Fargo. Oh God. She like steps on his throat in, in like fucking, um, uh, stilettos. Heels. Yeah. And yeah. like stilettos. And I, I, I died <laughs> when I saw that. I was like, I don't even have that big of a crush on her, but I was like, man, this is wow. This is so good. Mm. Um, but, uh, well, who's your biggest celebrity crush then, Brent? <sighs> that is, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, one, one of Isaac, them, Oscar Isaac, we, Oscar Isaac's <laughs> probably God tier. Um, God. God of God, emperor of, of Arrakis tier. Um, Arrakis tier. <laughs> that's amazing. God, God, emperor of Dune tier. Um, yeah. 
But uh, I mean, one of them's in this movie. I, I have a pretty big crush on Brie Larson. I, I think she's she's, oh, a, she's she's a babe in this movie. She is. She's she wasn't in this enough. Um, yeah, this is she was so on. good. The way her cadence was insane. Yeah. Like when when she calls Scott on the phone. I like melted like on her voice. Like it was so sultry and just like yeah. seductive. Her character's yeah. great. Uh you know, Eve Evie or something? Um Envy. Envy. And, Envy, that's uh, right. You know, I guess like this is a a good time for me to like bring up how like I read the books, the comic books that um mm-hmm. it was Scott Pilgrim versus the universe. And I think it was I think it was just verses like each each novel was like a different verses or something okay. yeah because um, I think the whole series was Scott Pilgrim versus the Universe and each one was like a different title I don't know the the fans are probably getting real mad at me right now <laughs> all the Pilgrim heads but what was great about like the the novel is it, the novel was that like you really got not into just like Scott like you mm. got into like everybody and yeah. the whole the whole cast. Like you really learn more about envy and like their relationship and how like it was pretty tragic, and like you really don't like in in the movie. There's just not enough time. Like you don't get to yeah. hear about like how like uh, how genuinely like good their envy and um, Scott's yeah. relationship was. Like you, okay, I was almost yeah. like in the when I was reading it, I was almost like I was kind of rooting for them to work out in a way. Yeah, interesting. And so does it start there? Is, no, is the it's movie like a, it was like a in the middle. It, it's this from it's been a while, but I think it's yeah. the same in the way that it just cuts to like um, okay. memories, you know, but it dives into it has more space. Yeah, to it's work the same. It's, it's the same like kind of linear timeline like this with the with the uh, cuts to like memories, you know, okay. and then you have yeah. like spirals out with like tangential characters like. Steven Stills, um, the lead guitarist, like he has his own character arc where I don't even know, know if you know this, but his character arc is that like he, you know, Art, um, Aubrey Plaza's character, that's there. Yeah. They keep the whole stick, the whole joke between Steven Stills and uh, Julie Powers, I think is her name. Like their yeah. whole thing is that they keep breaking up and like getting back <laughs> together. It's like throughout the whole like yeah. thing. And like Steven ends up just like, dating um mccauley's character the gay guy his his roommate oh, okay at the end yeah yeah he's like it was just real casual at the end of the novel he's like yeah dude i'm gay <laughs> like that's why the, that's, that's why, like that's like retroactively why. explaining yeah. because yeah. it was like it would have been great if they had in this movie because like the whole shtick with the with his gay roommate is that he keeps stealing like boyfriends away from girls yeah and it would have been great to just have that like little like I guess wrap they up, didn't you know yeah I guess they didn't set up the guitarist with Aubrey Plaza enough, enough. so that that could land right yeah yeah because otherwise it, it would have been like because huh? like in the novel it was just like a con they were always fucking fighting yeah and they always got back together and it was That's just hilarious. like this constant thing yeah um and you know you 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 just learn about like all the, all the fun, there's all these fun characters and whatnot. And uh, yeah, that's why I still suggest like, if you really like this movie, like you'll really enjoy the comic book series. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a really funny, um, series and it's like the, the, it does have like those visual gags that you see in this movie. Like, you know, with mm-hmm. all those, uh, 
um, video game tropes, you know. So, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd totally recommend it. I mean, it's quarantine. What else are you going to do? Hey, fuck it. You know? We're on uh, Amazon. Get them. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we can talk about the... Let's talk about all the video game tropes that we see in this movie. Man, dude, yeah. yeah. Um, Jesus Christ, there's so many. Dude, the opening was fucking Zelda, dude. It was all, like, Zelda fucking songs. Like, do 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 like the oh yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. the eight bit uh, music in- intro and like uh, it opens with their band. How practice, big of a right? fan are you of Legend of Zelda? I guess and not that's, that that's, much. I played I guess, Ocarina of Time mostly. Yeah, yeah that that was the because they one. had you know an Ocarina. Where I'm go- I'm switching to nerd Adam moment. You put on a different hat. He's wearing a Zelda. Uh, <laughs> I almost said a Zelda hat, a Link hat. Jesus a Zelda Christ. hat. I'm not one of those guys. Don't, God, don't that me is, into that. It's already on record now. That <laughs> you, you know, when he went to the fairy, the fairy fountain, yeah. and it's like, I can't like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's ringing a bell for me. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since I played him, but yeah. But they had the same, um, it was the exact same thing, like in his dreams, like what he would you know, see Ramona flowers. He would have, you'd hear the Zelda like, and then there was some Zelda sound effects. I think there was like, do, 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 like, you know, like all those, the power up sound effect, the yeah. one up sound effects. Mm. I mean, the, the biggest ones obviously that I picked up on were just the fighting game stuff, mm. which it, uh, like street fighter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Street fighter. Um, j- the combination of, of using those video game tropes with actual cinematic, Mm. action choreography is like is like truly such a fucking achievement Mm. that like i i always forget i meant to say this earlier but like i always forget how fucking good the action in this movie is oh yeah dude the action is so fucking top notch in this movie it's so good it's insane how good it is yeah i for you're exactly right when i was watching it i was like i don't remember this kicking so much fucking ass. Yeah, like actual, a ton of stunts, a ton yeah. of like stunt men. I assume, I assume it's not mostly yeah. Michael Sarah. In, in yeah, <laughs> for sure. I was watching the documentary, the, yeah, the BTS, the behind the scenes, and um, the stunt coordinator had worked with Jackie Chan. Oh, so that makes sense. You get this like really like expertise kind of guy to do these amazing like fight sequences yeah and the what the actors and actresses had to do was they would have to get up at like 6 a.m this is all from the behind the scenes yeah so it's yeah. not like i <laughs> i was there yeah. <laughs> you were there on set yeah i was out there on yeah. set you know with my girlfriend Mary Elizabeth. yeah so I, was I was like go there, babe you, you, can, you can you know use that hammer you you were you were twenty at the time. It was, uh, was seen 20. as a little bit uh, awkward, but yeah. But you know, I had I had a I had a Michael Sarah like you know similar demeanor demeanor and all that stuff. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they would get up in six a.m. and they would even get the actors who are not involved in the fight sequences. You know, um, what's it? What's his last, what's his first name? Uh, Rory Culkin. Yeah, Rory Culkin would, yeah, would yeah. go there. Allison Pill would go. Yeah, like there, there weren't. They didn't do any fight sequences in this movie, but they would train and do all the fight <laughs> choreography with like the rest of the team as to create like a bonding experience. That's between so cool. Yeah, the actors and actresses. You yeah, know? and that I think that's such a great way to like prep for film, like to have that sort of like let's go do a training camp and like get yeah. to know each other and work with each other 
even if like the skills that we learn won't be like they're not totally necessary for yeah. our role in this movie and the yeah and what was cool is that like you know chris evans he didn't know how to skateboard he said it was like his fourth day skateboarding and they <laughs> taught him how to skateboard and you saw mary was elizabeth winstead like on rollerblades like learning how to like oh, rollerblade effectively yeah that's why it's like being an actor would just be such a cool job because you get to learn like so many weird skills like yeah just so you can have that role in the film you know yeah for sure it's like uh i think as somebody like Joaquin Phoenix has talked about like he's obviously a guy who disappears into roles, but it's like he learned and played all of the fucking Johnny Cash songs <laughs> in Walk the Line. It's like he like it's it, yeah, it's just like as an actor, if you if you choose to, if you're going to really get into a role, you can fucking like dive head first into it. And like, I think uh, what's his name? Uh, got the big nose. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a great way to describe him. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Which guy? <laughs> the the pianist. Oh, yeah. Like I always he, forget he learned, his name. Which is I do weird. too. He's also in Predators. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I always no. I always forget his name, but I always remember his it face. Starts with an A. Yeah, you know who I'm Adrian talking about. Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah, Adrian Brody. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he learned, like, all this extensive piano playing for the mm. pianist and, like, is usually the one playing in that movie, which is crazy for how all the shit he's playing. But, um, and yeah. And shit he's working for. Well, yeah, and the yeah the monster. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I we kind of got a little bit off topic from, yeah. from what I, I just wanted to say. But when we're talking about Edgar Wright and his oh. action directing and stuff. Oh, what's up? I just love this fucking scene, dude. It's... The sitcom scene. The sitcom scene. It's so, like, so stupid. It's yeah. one of the stupidest scenes, but it's one of the funniest scenes <laughs> where Scott is, like, he just got off of a, a date with uh, Ramona or, like, got... Yeah. And he's super the happy. second base. Yeah, he got the second yeah, base. made out and all that. And he just shows up to his apartment. You have the laugh track. Knock, knock. And he's yeah. just playing this, like, he's playing, like, fucking Leonard from Big Bang Theory for, like, <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds. Because it, it even had, like, the fucking Seinfeld, uh, like, right before. Oh, yeah. yeah like. That's right. Dude, that's that's what. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is. And that, that adds to what I was going to say about Edgar yeah. Wright is he is, like, this child of movie like movies and tv like yeah, he is this he's like guy a, a similar tarantino a pop culture yeah. like uh prof- professionado exactly you know? he he is just like an expert in all of these different fucking things and he just takes whatever he wants and like weaponizes it in his movies <laughs> and, and and you actually loving this sitcom scene mm. really makes me think that you should watch spaced yeah. at some point because spaced is a show that it's kind of fantastical that like whole like it, sitcom dude, it completely thing. breaks like any kind of like solid <laughs> god this chris evans action <laughs> There's so many things so to talk good. about. It's oh, so okay. good. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to Evans. Yeah. We got to circle around to Evans. But but that's what Space does so well is it it mm. does something that like no other show until like Community a decade later would do where it would just like completely break any kind of standardized mold for a show to fit into. And it's mm. like, yeah, this this whole episode's a it's a horror thing or like this whole episode is a sitcom and we're gonna have a fucking laugh track and. um Mm. And that that I think spaced 
into this movie is really even more than the the Cornetto stuff is more of a one to one. I think mm. where he's like, I can just fucking like be a pop culture obsessive with this movie, yeah, and do take influences from everywhere and uh, implement them all in this movie. Yeah, and then everyone's gonna fucking love it because they love the same things that I do. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, certain I mean, people do. Certain I mean, it didn't do. do great at the box office. Uh, but. I mean, like, I never even watched Seinfeld. Like, I've never seen yeah. any of it, but I know the trope, and yeah, it's still yeah. like it's still fucking hit when I when I saw it because it just so it's so fucking yeah because you, you because you in your brain you get like the the cult, pulp culture reference, and at the same time, your brain makes the mold to like this is how he feels right now. He feels like fucking like so ecstatic yeah. about what happened and it's just like of course he's like at a sitcom because it's just like this is this is like his peak fantasy that he finally like got to date the girl of his dreams yeah. literally you know i oh man how have we not been saying postmodern oh yeah post like like more <laughs> than any is, other uh, season dude yeah, like th- because like yeah. he's a very postmodern director like when you break it down mm-hmm. um because it like he's very much a guy who sees the tropes doesn't just do a deadpool thing and doesn't say just like do a deadpool thing hey, this is like this no, he uses he uses yeah. pop culture like Quinn Tarantino does in a way to exude yeah. what is his ultimate communication. His communication is about For sure. this yeah. kid, 22-year-old kid, who is in a existential romantic crisis who doesn't know how to handle attachment issues mm-hmm. in the way of using pop culture as a way to... Um, give his internalized world to you as a viewer and you can relate because you have the pop culture references and it's a tool rather than just like fuck you pop culture like Deadpool does. Exactly. It's it's a tool, not a blunt instrument. Yeah. It's like, it's like him. He, it's not cynical. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not, uh, like from a marketing angle. It's like, it's, it's, uh, what was I going to say? It's like, um, Oh geez, I had this fucking big point to make about this. God damn it! And why is it fleeting? Uh, he okay? No, here's what it is. Edgar Wright makes you feel smart without fucking like calling attention to it. Yeah. Whereas like uh, a Deadpool movie, or I'm trying to think of there. Are, we always go to Deadpool. There's many other examples. There's like I don't know Zombieland maybe. Well, this is this is what like Deadpool does. He grabs you. He he grabs you by the. It's Family Guy. He grabs you by the arm, mm-hmm. or he grabs you by your shoulder. He like hugs you, pulls you close, and he's like, "Look at look at this fucking guy over here. This yeah. fucking idiot." Oops, yeah. you gotta have to believe that. <laughs> I'll, I'll believe it. Oh, yeah. Look at this fucking yeah. guy. <laughs> you know these, these stupid superheroes and their tropes, and your you get it. Yeah. We're on the same page. Edgar Wright, he pulls you in. He says, "Like, hey, we both love this. Is this great? How cool this is? Yeah. And this is like, and there's also something else behind it too. For sure. You know? And it's it's a it's a tool for him. Yeah. And it's not it's not in and of itself the thing that he wants to do. Whereas like, yeah, I mean, it's like Deadpool family guy, like a, a lot of that's the core stuff yeah. that like, that is all they kind of want to do is mm. to, is to kind of like grab you by the, you know, around the shoulder and be like, look at this, 
Look at this thing. We're yeah. smarter than this thing, yeah. huh? Whereas like Edgar Wright fucking like puts it into the text. He like builds the fucking movie. This is your language and we're I'm going to yeah, communicate language. to you in yeah. your in the native language without sure. insulting like neither the language or yourself. For sure. You know what I mean? And this yeah. this this will loop back to like what we were we were going to talk about with relationships was that that's the relationships is the core of the movie. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is not the core. Like like it's the core dressing, of Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. The core of Deadpool is to say fuck you to superhero movies. <laughs> yeah. The core to Scott Pilgrim to say like I uh relationship problems, communication problems and how we how young men deal with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like ultimately this is a story about a guy who who is in between lovers and doesn't know how to express like healthy communication habits. Yeah, like, yeah. He couldn't talk to knives cuz like Knives is like one of the sweetest girls like ever in yeah, this movie. Yeah, she's yeah. super innocent and she's done nothing wrong really in an objective sense. Yeah. And Scott knows this, but he's not in love with her. And like there's nothing wrong with him not liking knives. It's just like if you don't vibe with someone, you don't vibe with someone. Yeah. The thing that's wrong with Scott is that he wasn't able to effectively communicate his disinterest because of like her actions being this like very pristine like personality. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up learning on how to I wish there was more on that in this movie. I do a little bit too. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a little too quickly Quick. Quick. resolved yeah. at the end. Yeah. But like still the It's still really satisfying when yeah. that Gideon face off stuff happens. Like mm. yeah, I I <laughs> Oh, okay, so I should say it's not even a hot take. I I, I should okay. say this take now, but it's like Scott Pilgrim is a movie that I've seen probably four or five times, mm. and every time I'm about to watch it again, I'm always like, I I hope this is the time that I love this movie. Yeah, and I keep not totally loving it, but really fucking appreciating all of the elements in it, like all of the directing and stuff. But something about it just doesn't fully just like build to like this overwhelming. Like yeah. Yeah. It doesn't totally gel. And I was, th- I was trying to think about it this time. Like why I understand, is that? I kind of understand what you're it's saying. It's tone for me. I think, yeah, I think it's tone because it's like, there is so much going on in this movie and it's, I think it's, it's too much. You're right. It's yeah. a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. And I, I think some people can, can take what comes a little bit easier than maybe I can or something. I don't know what it is, but, um, I think of a movie. I I had to bring this movie up. Do it in in talking about what Star Wars. E. Uh, the last no. I, the last no, show, was, yeah, was E. T. No. Um, Speed Racer. Oh yeah. I I, I honestly think that. of a movie like Speed Racer that I'll be honest is there there there's so much going on in Speed Racer. I think it is. I, I don't know how to. Talk, I don't know. It's like, it's not also trying to be a super clever comedy. Um, and like, I don't know, because like Speed Racer is a PG movie. It is ostensibly a kid's movie, I guess. There's some dark stuff in it, but it's like... It's supposed to be a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah it, it, it that movie feels much more complete and like of a piece with itself 
than Scott Pilgrim does. That's not really necessarily a dig on Scott Pilgrim, but when I watch Scott Pilgrim, I think of Speed Racer and like just this like complete, it feels like you're watching a like Saturday morning cartoon come to life. And Mm. I think of the ending of Speed Racer where it turns into like, when was it? Have you seen it? It's been a long Long time. time. The ending of Speed Racer is like one of the most transcendent moments I've ever had seeing a movie. It's like this insane, like, I don't even know this like orgy of sound like and a, color. Yeah. It's like an emotion uh, and it's like, your trip. Yeah, yeah. It's like this weird, insane acid trip where you're just like, Oh my God, he's going to do it. I'm losing my goddamn mind. This mm-hmm. looks beautiful. And the sound is insane. And like, I, I don't know that maybe that's not a good comparison to bring into Scott Pilgrim or something, but I, no, I just I didn't have for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I didn't have the kind of like uh complete fulfillment, even though I'm, I'm really happy with like where his it's, character it's ends the, up. It, I think what, what it is is that it, cause I thought of the same predicament was yeah. that it, I think I brought it up earlier was the pacing. I think it's yeah. just like, there's not enough Tarkovsky moments. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to bring him up. Cause yeah. like put that out in the bingo charts, Tarkovsky. Oh, sure. sure. Um, but just to, I'm going to use that in a facetious way, of course, but like, I mean it in a way to communicate that there should, there should have been more space. And that's why it's just like when you're handling, that's why I really like the novels because you have all that breathing room to like explore all these different characters because I don't really remember, you know, everything about that novel, obviously. But what I do remember is that all the characters were really like well like put together and you yeah. heard a lot I mean with all the X's like you heard a lot more about who they were and like what their mm-hmm. relationship was with Ramona and it was just like there's there's just so much while you have like some X's in this one who they, they just show up and they have a fight scene and then they die yeah you know what I mean and For that's, sure. or that's a weird of, Bollywood dance number which I always forget you know, is so odd <laughs> I, you know, looking at it at that now with 2020 goggles. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I, there's I was a little stuff. offended about, I was, a, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not the most offensive thing, but yeah. it was just like, cause he's, his last name's Patel and he's Indian. Like is that the, the whole they, make like, some, <laughs> they definitely make some Chinese well, jokes. Uh, <laughs> well, I think Brandon O'Malley is half Hindi. So yeah. So I, guess I, he's, I think he's that fine. scene, I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I don't know. That scene. Uh, is that the actor's name, Brandon O'Malley? No, the uh, the writer of the Scott Pilgrim series. Oh, yeah, interesting. Okay, it. yeah. Like he's not he's half white, I think. I don't know. Maybe he's full Hindi. I forgot. But he's like yeah. he's definitely like Indian, and I guess that's why he had like the Patel guy, you know, as an ex. As what? Yeah, as one of the exes. Yeah. No, I mean that that I I, I think that speaks to just like the the uh, forever curse of adapting something that is extensive and has so much like room to breathe um, within it. It's like anytime you adapt a show, yeah. like I think of fucking Shyamalan's avatar uh, or last airbender adaptation where I didn't even get 10, but 10, 15 minutes in, but everybody says the issue of that movie amongst many things is that he tried to fucking do the whole show. And it's like, why? That's crazy. Thing. Cause how many seasons is three? I think 
And how many? It's like ten. Is it like ten? No, twenty episodes a season or something. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, because those 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 animes. Yeah. What like One Piece has like a billion seasons. A billion seasons. So and there's like trillion episodes at this. And point. they never found the treasure that they're looking. <laughs> they've been looking for I, for. I was really into the that manga for a while before really? they made the show. I got really into One Piece, and then I kind of isn't that off. what they're doing? They're just searching for some fucking treasure, and they I never fucking yes. Like, I I yeah. I barely remember anything. It's about the Mag- it. it's it's like the in the most insane MacGuffin in like history where you. You forget that they've been searching for that thing. You forget, yeah, you lose the plot like halfway through and you're like, what is even that, the goal? That's what is too much breathing. Is it, Yeah, for is sure. That See, that that's interesting. Tarkovsky yeah. is your go-to. My, my go-to yeah. is somebody like Miyazaki where like that's he has true, yeah. multiple yeah. scenes in his movies where like nothing's happening, but or, his philosophy yeah. is like... Or any anime, really, like anime... Yeah, anime is good. Right. Ja- like the Japanese philosophy is good about that, I think. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like Tark- yeah. That's why I use Tarkovsky, because Tarkovsky it's is like a, that Eastern... Yeah. Ap- Eastern, like, yeah. Eastern versus Western, I guess. You know, the Eastern being Russian and Japanese and that like atmospheric thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Western, it's more of like action... Uh, and there's nothing. There's there's pros and cons to each one. I'm not gonna knock one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Because Spielberg is very Western. Like he's not about breathing at all. For sure. And yeah. he does it in an amazing way. It just depends on what you're trying to execute. Yeah. And I think like this movie is incredibly Western. In I yeah, mean, it's, it's literally Western in the way yeah. that it's filmed in like Toronto, Canada. Yeah, yeah. And I think that if it, I I, I think that it it would have been fine if it was longer of a movie because of the amount of characters within it, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, sorry. Well, Brie, another Brie Larson's uh, lips just came. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Brent's, um, hall pass. Um, <laughs> my, Brie Larson, there, I can't think of my Brie Larson crush off so the top funny. of my head. I mean, she's gorgeous, man. Um, she's, yeah, but, uh, there's, there's, I'm sure there's like a couple other examples that are higher up, but, uh, really? Come on, let's probably. Hear it. I, I I can't think of them off the top of my head. I I uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's um, we said Oscar Isaac. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a sexual thing with him. It'd just be like a. Can I just like give you a hug and hang out for a little while? It's a little sexual, but I'll take it. Who I'm thinking of like other <laughs> like okay. Let's break it down to. Do you do you like a strong independent woman or you want like a seductive like femme fatale yeah, sort of thing? The first one. A the s- first a strong one. In, like like a um I'm trying to think Mo- Molly's game girl, Jessica Chastain. Not Chastain. Not See Chastain. the thing is okay. yeah, no. Uh um or you can get something like sultry like uh Brie Larson in this. <laughs> See, I just can't yeah. think of any other and or, maybe that's the most or mis- someone more basic like, like Jessica Alba, you know, no, like, no, not or Alba. someone a little like diverse. Like, um, I think it'd be somebody, uh, yeah. what's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Uh, black widow. She's diverse. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. I think she is. Oh, oh, you know, who's way up there. Okay. Still is Rachel Vice. Oh yeah, because Vice early is, on, Evie, I think we talked about we did we, we did. did that's Rachel that's like Vice. she's like a sticking point I think for, Who's, for both of us. Oh Emma Stone, Emma Stone. She, oh I, yeah, for sure. Emma, Emma Stone's Stone probably is, still. I say like Emma Stone, yeah. Brie Larson, Rachel Vice are like my my trinity. Yeah. 
like um, the holy the holy the the holy trinity, trinity there. yeah um you know and, it yeah. is kind of emma stone would have fitted somewhere in this movie yeah you know for sure i mean, I mean she so. was she was so delightful and super bad as like uh no i guess she was jonah hill's crush in that movie but yeah that's like where she started um yeah she'd probably fit right she'd probably be uh Anna Kendrick's All right. character. Let, let, let's do a hilarious swap of, of okay. actors for this movie. Okay. Jesse Eisenberg as as Scott Pilgrim. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. Emma I, Stone as Ramona Flowers. Well, now. I like <laughs> that. I like that a lot. I like that as well. The Eisenberg thing is a little... I don't know. Because the thing it's is... Like I, he's, he, he's like nega Scott. Is what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He kind of is, it's I like guess. Nigga Scott. He should have played. Uh, yeah, should have come out as him at the end. Yeah. No, I. The thing is that the thing is I've I've like Eisenberg can be funny. He can definitely be but funny. He he never comes off as like a good person. <laughs> I don't mean that like a mean thing to his like. I guess person, that's kind of like, true. His, like, I'm saying like the way that he exudes himself in all the films that he's in. Is he's like, a little less, he's less earnest than, uh, he's colder than Michael uh, Sarah, Michael Sarah. He is. He has like a harder edge to him. Yeah. I think, um, he's probably, he's probably I'm a better not, actor. I'd say. I think he is. Yeah. I think he's a, I think Jesse Eisenberg is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I just did that setup because I thought of zombie land with Emma Stone and, um, Oh yeah, which is yeah, still yeah. in the same era as uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this. around the same time period. Yeah. That was a real Sarah Eisenberg uh, uprising. Was like a face-off. <laughs> An Eisenberg v. Sarah. The the, de- the Verse, decade. Uh, Eisenberg versus Sarah, uh, two thousand nine. That should be the, yeah. the our next podcast. Is just a, a actor showdown, actor and we'll sh- we'll start with that. <laughs> That'd be the worst. I don't that, think I could handle that. That'd be a lot. That'd be a very neurotic. I would uh, have to season. inject myself with like pure Chris Evans, like during. <laughs> yeah, we need like a, a Chris Evans mini snack season in the middle of that one, just to get just to get like a little like a, a detox. Little break, yeah, little detox. I'm like now. I'm looking at. I, I brought up like best actresses, just to see, just to see. I mean, Brie Larson's up here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really like Anne Hathaway, but no, she wouldn't crack the three. She wouldn't crack the three. She wouldn't crack. No. Crack the top crack, three. Crack huh? the top three. Um, but, uh, yeah, let, let's get into, uh, uh, more on the exes sort of thing. Uh, okay. Yeah. This yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got our first ex, the Dev Patel, uh, <laughs> canceled shut his you last down, name is chief. the reason why <laughs> audience that i say that is not racist yeah yeah i'm, I'm back back at it all well up. this is how all, all good apologies yes. do start is i'm not a racist <laughs> yeah that's how it works um you just got hired to snl and this is your oh uh, god <laughs> when they right. dig up fucking ghoul beaters, which when, we have to yeah mention. this is what i do my opening monologue when I run for president of the United States. Oh boy. Um, yeah, like we got, we got the Dev Patel just doubling down on it. Um, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Dev Patel, we were talking about it cause we were watching devs and, uh, Dev Patel is devs and that's the entire fucking joke. 
<laughs> I think you mean Deus Patel. De- <laughs> no, hey, no spoilers. Sorry. No spoilers. But uh, it, it's great when he just shows the fuck up. Like, he just breaks through the goddamn roof and yeah. just, like, starts... It's, that's when the movie really kicks oh, off, Oh, for think. sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That is... And, and that, that... I was going to say this earlier, too, that, like, I, I really, really like the the last two thirds of this movie over, I think the beginning, because I yeah, think when yeah. the X's start showing up, I feel like the movie knows what it is a little bit more, mm. you know? Cause like, yeah. Cause the first third was this really cringy, like kind of like, Oh, yeah. he's like fucking this girl over this, this really sweet girl. It's that, and it's like, she's and, in high school and, and it's also that school. he's an asshole. And he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And then he like, but that's that's a good arc. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a, that's good, a arc. good arc. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's just hard. It's not really that entertaining because like he does like the typical like anxious kind of guy like at a party trying to talk to Ramona. And it's like, yeah, Dude, you're kind of dating like that one girl, and she's like for sure seventeen and uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it, it gets yeah. more into the the zone of what I think the movie is most successful doing mm. when uh, yeah, the first X like comes through the and she's so adorable. Roof. Uh, knives knives chow she yeah, she yeah. plays that that actress does such a great job She's great. Of like exuding this like anime school girl <laughs> like yeah. persona really yeah oh, her God. like kind of like obsession is played really well yeah. and it's like very like edgar wright has a lot of fun visually with mm. how her scenes are shot i feel mm. like where it's like a lot of fast zooms, zooms yeah and it's like just getting into her mindset basically yeah is what he's doing you like you don't feel like it's something that is uh outrageous for her to feel you know and i mean you like okay mm-hmm. you feel sorry for like you 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 see that scott is like this god and yeah. like you understand what you you can understand the infatuation that she has via the visual medium. Yeah, exactly. Edgar Wright does it like having like this, like the music is fine, but like the way that like the room expands into this like huge room and <laughs> yeah. her face just center frame blown up. Like, yeah, exactly. I love this. Is 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 great. He's yeah. he's yeah. He's so good at like visually putting you into the psychological states. Of all the characters, of the characters, yeah, yeah, just all these cuts, like to everyone's reactions to, like, yeah, um, to the current situation, and using the right expressions to, like, hit the beats just right is so good in this film to make it's, it awkward yeah. and entertaining at the same time. It's, I, I, I don't want this to be too much of a tangent, but like with what we're talking about now, and also his like use of like weaponizing genres. I can't fucking wait to see what his horror movie looks like. It's like, by all accounts, it's a straight up actual, just horror movie. Like I can't wait to see. I feel like it's going to be a horror comedy. I don't think it is, dude. I think it's like, he's comparing it to like, Italian and like French seventies horror movies. That's so funny because all his movies are like something spliced with comedy. Right? Yeah. I, never in anything. Baby Driver has a less a so. It's, it's still funny. It's still funny. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably still be funny, but I, I feel like less than all his other movies. I think it'll be funny in the way that Hot Fuzz was funny with the scary moments. Because like Hot yeah. Fuzz, when they, I, that, that image is so like 
burned into the troughs of my brain, the cr- yeah. my cranium, where that guy gets <laughs> fucking impaled by the roof. You know, on oh my head. god, yeah, and it's hilarious. It's a funny moment, but so fucking horrifying at the same time. The thing is, I'm going to show you a picture. This is bad for a podcast, but this is the mm. first like image released of his horror movie, and that doesn't look like that it's looks hilarious. It, <laughs> it's <laughs> like posted on the Twitter, so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah but it's like, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it's yeah. It, it doesn't seem. I don't know. I mean, who knows? We don't know until it's out. Upco- upcoming psychological horror film. Wow. Oh, so, I mean, whatever it is, we'll watch it. So. Yeah, and it's like I'm excited to because maybe his take is like, let me branch out and do something that isn't spliced with comedy. Like, like yeah, I'm try somebody else. Like he's clearly somebody who loves horror. He talks about horror all the time on uh, his Twitter and stuff. He has like he has a list of a hundred favorite horror movies. Yeah. So it's like he clearly has a ton of horror influence. That if he wants to fucking like put all of that into a goddamn actual psychological horror movie, that's going to be wild. Like that's going to be really cool to see. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we were talking about exes. So we, we Patel guy Patel he he, he's thing. he's wiped he's, out pretty quick. Yeah, that was a cool that was a fucking cool ass like fight scene though. To yeah, start things off with sure. hipster demon girls as uh, <laughs> hipster demon girls. I still don't I don't I don't love that song. I feel like I don't know. I hate that song. The song is bad. The song where he's singing right and it's yeah, just yeah. like I know I know what they were trying to go for the Bollywood sort of like score thing. Yeah, that was like the and I was like I get it, but like I don't I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> but it kind of makes it satisfying when like he it's really cheesy. Wipes the floor with him, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. He's a pirate. You know that's funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Some good and he has a tragic backstory that they quickly like go through because the you know they were the outcast and uh, oh that's you know, right who cares all the sports jocks and he was the one yeah it didn't matter it's it real matter. you can see you can see like glimpses of how a bad director would drop the ball yeah in trying to do what he's doing where it's like I'm gonna give you glimpses into each one of these guys and do it all in one movie. But the thing is, Edgar Wright is such a fast guy visually yeah. that he knows how to like, we're going to jump to this and it's going to be like, like the visuals from the comic. And that's yeah, how I'm going to show that it. real quick. Let's see the connective tissue again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really smart. And that's like a really good way to do it. It's efficient. It's sure. efficient. It's a yeah. very efficient movie. It's an without, efficient director. With, without just like sacrifice it. Like you have exposition that is still pertinent to the tone of the movie and that's what separates good directors from bad directors is exposition exposition is i think one of the biggest defining features of a good versus bad director Ooh, that's that's yeah i feel yeah i think we talked about we've that talked before. about this yeah. with that's why i'm such a nolan like freak yeah because he takes such hard concepts even if he would even if he, he was to like like the concepts that he that he has in his films i'm sorry to go to nolan but is like things that like if he were to sit down with you and explain to you like you know like here's like a fucking board and all this stuff and yeah. really like get into it is already still a hard thing mm-hmm. and yet he in a film he still is able to like do that exposition in a way that still 
somewhat smooth yeah. to effectively communicate what is happening on film. And yeah. And they're the the bad directors are the one I'm trying to think of an example where they just like they just where they just talk about like this is what happened and well a, a bad you know, example and, would be um I'm gonna bring up Star Wars it'd be like Rise of Skywalker Ooh, um, uh, yeah you where were, it's like they're, you were the grandchild of <laughs> dude the whole movie is exposition and it's at at it's two seemingly conflicting things where it's it's too busy. It's too much going on and boring Yeah, where you're like, I don't even, I can't even process the information you're giving me, uh, because it's like who too cares? much yeah. and it doesn't mean anything. And it's the not way that you're expressing tied. it is just so like, yeah, blase. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like, it's, and I, I think that's more a failure of JJ Abrams as a writer than as a director. I think he's, uh, we don't have to get into all that, but I mean, that's just one at the top of my head. Both, so, you know. sure. I mean, that, that movie is a failure on both. Speaking fronts, of lens flares, yeah, the lens flares in this movie are great. Oh yeah. Did you absolutely. notice them? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one where they're on the bus and, uh, there's hearts like on the yeah. lens flares. That was like so adorable. Like maybe I didn't catch you didn't that catch one. The, in the, I guess yeah. Not. When they were like, uh, Scott and, uh, Ramona were like, talking about them actually dating, like yeah. in the background, you see the flares from like the street lights and they're in heart shapes. I didn't. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It was a cool little, it's a, it's like, it's so hard to catch because yeah. it's like so intentionally done to where they look like lens flares, but they're in the shape of hearts. It's, it's super cool. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that word I'm surprised. I'm also surprised we haven't been saying more like the intentionality of Edgar Wright's movies where it's like the craft on display and like the autourism. Is that the, is that the best autourism? Yeah. Uh, that's my new autourism. theme park. Hey, <laughs> welcome to autourism land. Autour land. Where we, we go through your favorite. Where I made every single ride by hand mm-hmm. and, uh, by God, if you die on it, at least I was the one who put put the screws. And no in. one else, no one else had had the tone that I have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like he's he's one of the few directors working where it's like you you just every frame of his movies, there's just so much effort and intentionality put into it. This yeah. one more than maybe most of just, his other just ones. Just like, like you know Tom Hooper, who. Um, <laughs> How can I say that with a straight face, dude? Okay, we got to talk about this scene because it's yeah, playing on the ha- TV. It's the best one, the best So scenes. good. It's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> it's milk and eggs. Thomas fucking Jane and... and fucking... God, what's his fucking name? He has his three... Clifton Collins, Collins Jr. Jr. I couldn't think of it yes. earlier, but on the spot, I got it. They're the vegan police, dude. <laughs> I fucking love that. It's vegan. so insane. This movie is fucking bonkers because it's like so allison pill she's like where'd you get those powers from vegan academy like a fucking joke and it's just tossed aside yeah and then he actually like went to vegan academy <laughs> and that's why they broke that's why yeah. that's, why, that's why ramona and him broke up because he went to vegan that's, academy. that's why it's so fucking insane man yeah that's what it's yeah, that's how you know there's like a good like because um, like i feel like 20 2000, like late 2000s, early 2010s was a whole like anti-vegan movement where it's like, fuck these people sort of <laughs> Health thing. food, yeah. Yeah. And that's, oh, this is so good. We're the, <laughs> they wa- the vegan police guys walk. <laughs> 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 they 
This is one of Thomas Jane's best roles, yeah. I think. He's so fucking good. Like, even- out of all people, you just get, let's call him Thomas Jane. Yeah. The Punisher. <laughs> and Clifton Collins Jr. from uh, uh, Boondock Saints Boondock 2. Saints yeah. 2. Who's one of the and, best and parts West of Westworld? He's he's great. Like he's he's a good. They're he's both like, character actors. He's like a yeah. He's a character actor that yeah. you wish you you always see him, mm-hmm. but you always forget where you see him. Yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean. That's like it is. He's always great when you do though. Oh um, yeah, it's, it's always, always a treat seeing both of yeah. them. So when they showed up, I was like pumping my fist. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, dude! Thomas Jane and Clifton Collins, and they had dude. finger guns with yeah. lasers. That's right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> god damn it. It's so good. It's. Uh, I don't even know like how they thought of that idea, but you know why not? Ed, Edgar Wright's got to be a fan of like. Uh, what is that? What Thomas in, James in Uasha or some shit? I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. If we're talking that, I I wrote this down pretty early on. Like Edgar Wright should have like at least another stab at like an anime adaptation. Oh yeah. Cause well, I just be a hyper love... stylized one though. Yeah, dude, like let him go dragon ball evolution. Oh my God. What if, what if he did dragon ball Z? I, I don't I, even know how you do that though. That thing the is issue. like, you can't do dragon ball Z as a movie. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah, that's true. It's just like dragon ball Z is just, you know, on an objective sense, <laughs> I hate using that word too. Mark it on your fucking bingo, yeah, bingo card. It's like Dragon Ball Z is just not good. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's a gateway anime. Yeah. I mean, it's for kids. Like, it's really like, um, a thing where you just go on a journey with these, with these, um, characters that you like, and none of it really makes much sense. And you like it because Goku turns into Super Saiyan, super cool. And it's like it's just like cool things happening. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and they jerk you off most of the time because it's all like suspense. Like, what will Goku do in the next yeah. episode? <laughs> I don't know. But maybe Naruto? I don't know. I, I watched I know a little bit. Be. Yeah. I watched a little bit of Naruto when I was in high school. And I stopped because I wasn't a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> well, but it was so clever. It. It, was, yeah. it had like a lot of clever like like stories or whatever. I, I think know. of something like uh, fucking Trigun or like uh, Ooh, Cowboy Trigun. Bebop. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop would be oh, oh. chef's kiss like Edgar Wright doing it. Like Cowboy Bebop is just like asking for a good movie. Yeah. yeah. But it's not going to happen. Well, yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know. Who knows? Netflix is trying their mini series, and uh, well, that's what's interesting is that like, um, do you remember when I told you about that? I, I watched a YouTube video about the analysis of uh, Cowboy Bebop and why it's one of the perfect like serials. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't. I, well, yeah, I don't remember what you said exactly. Like it is, they uses the medium of the serial fo- format of mm-hmm. like ep- episodes to convey the character's motivations because they're mercenaries guns for hires like going for bounties and in each episode they're all like you know bottle episodes of them like going after the bounty Mm -hmm. in each of those like bottle episodes um reveal a little bit more about all our heroes like histories and how they're all suppressed okay and the reasoning behind the bottle episode 
is that they ignore their own trauma from their mm. history by going on these bounties, like because they don't want to face their history, they just want to like go on the bounty and, and focus like, on one someone else's problem. That's so yeah. That's so cool. And that's that's great. That's what's so yeah. That's yeah. amazing that you're using like you're actually using a show the format, yeah. the structure mm. to actually like exude what the character struggles are. Mm-hmm. You know, because that that's fascinating because. I feel like that format a lot of the time these days is seen as, I don't know, because today everything is serialized and I think that has its benefits. It's like you look at something like Breaking Bad or I don't, that's like the one that you always, people always go to and it's like everybody wants to make a serialized thing. Yeah. But there is something great about having one-off things and, uh, yeah, for for it to actually have it in like the bones of you know the the characters, yeah. like why that makes sense is really cool. Because then you get because if if you don't, you get things like Dragon Ball Z, I guess, like where it's just yeah. like you have filler shit because you want to just like keep the series going as opposed to any <laughs> sort of like structural like thing. That's that's a you know that's a problem I have with a lot of I guess I've noticed it more in animes mm. like where I'll try to get Dojin, into Dojin animes I think is what they're called the ones that are like okay. super serialized like Dragon Ball yeah. Z and One Piece and Naruto like they're all Dojin oh yeah, yeah. and it, okay yeah that that makes a little more sense of it I guess for me because it's like we have this huge storyline because to me, it always just feels like you're scraping too little bread. God damn it. You're scraping too little butter on, on toast yeah, or can something. It, can I, it's put, like, can I put it in a, a better thing. way? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, um, a vast ocean that's about like one feet, foot deep, you know? Yeah. I mean? There you go. Like there's not much going on, but it's fucking like yeah. massive. That's like, it's, that happened when I tried to get into attack on Titan. I just really? kept being like, I, I'm waiting for something consequential to happen. And it's, I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have the time to like, I think with attack on Titan there from, it held my attention because there are some really interesting ideas on fascism in that, you know? Yeah. Um, Not that I support fascism, but it's just like, it's really the exploration of the idea of fascism and impact on, communities and whatnot you know? yeah but other ones i've gotten yeah. into i mean i think death note for me i think is, is See, yeah, an, yeah, an yeah. amazing uh except for the last season anime. sucked uh you mean the second half it's like the first half is all of the uh yeah. the not light that's the wait no there's light yagami and then there's l l and yeah. then there's n yeah or there's Nero the two the two of them yeah, it's uh, the two you know, kids. The and it's like, uh, you know, don't, don't watch the movie. That that is that. <laughs> okay, okay. To pull it back to what we were talking about with how this is, I think a, a really good adaptation of doing a lot of uh, graphic novels in one thing. That that fucking Netflix Death Note movie, man, is I like some things about it. They try it. to do everything at once. It tried to do everything. Yeah, and it was like, I mean. It sucks that they used some of the creative team in that movie so they can't do it again because, like, Lakeith Stanfield played L. Yeah. And that's, like, an inspired pick, and he's good in it. He's really good I don't as know who L. that is. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy... Uh, you know Knives Out, the, the, the black cop? 
Oh yeah, in, he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's great in like all the stuff he shows yeah. up in. Um, he was L. Yeah, he was L. He would make was, a good L. Yeah, yeah, he's really good in it. Um, the rest of it is like kind of eh, not great. Willem Dafoe is fucking. Oh yeah, he's fucking. Uh, what's his name? He was pretty good, I guess. But they they what portray the, him in a weird way. Yeah, he was Kira. No, he, that's uh, Kira is fuck. What was his name? The monster. The, he eats apples all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, William Defoe's always good. William yeah, no matter good. where William Defoe goes, he's you great. plug him in, he's gonna be a fucking solid rock. He's gonna be a yeah. good foundation to build your movie around. Spider Man, Spider Man, <laughs> Light Yagami. Oh, jeez, that Light Yagami. That's not Jesus too Christ. bad. Yeah, our best um, uh, William Defoe impressions. Geez. Light Yagami. I'm in an anime. <laughs> Did you see my dick in Antichrist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel man. like that's like a it's a little low 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 hanging fruit there. <laughs> real low hanging <laughs> yeah, fruit, lower low. than I thought it'd hang. Um, Dude, do you remember how like his like fucking uh, Lars Van Trier like saw his dick and was like it was way too big <laughs> for like the sh- for to actually film and they had to get a fake dick so it oh, could be smaller. Did. That's right because William Defoe's dick, everybody, he's is got a big hog. really big. Yeah, and he can't hog. portray his really big dick bleeding out of <laughs> out of itself on screen. Uh, someone will figure out that a way right. to shoot it. Someone yeah. will figure out a way to film it. Um, <laughs> No, it's it's, pro- it's so massive, probably, that you could never get the right angle to where it looked yeah. like a regular old dick, huh? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Props to you, William Defoe, for having, having a having a big, big old hog. One. Yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking of hogs, um, <laughs> speaking of hogs, what's what's your pivot out of that going to be? Speaking um, of hogs, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Um, plenty of hogs in this film, huh? <laughs> plenty of hogs. Plenty, plenty of hogs. Uh, Chris Evans. Crank that hog to crank, crank, crank that cranking your hog to Chris <laughs> Evans in uh Yeah, no, he's great in this. He's so good. Um <laughs> He's like it, dude, Chris Evans, man, has had such a fucking interesting arc where it's like he was wrapped up in those fucking Fantastic Four movies. Real sad. Where he was probably the best part of them. And His he Johnny wasn't Storm even was good. good in I mean in I them. I mean You know uh, you know yeah. what I really liked him in? The yeah. first, I think the maybe one of the earliest exposures I had to Chris Evans was Sunshine. Oh, he's great in Sunshine. Yeah, he's good. In he Sunshine. was really because he was like that douchey fucking like he was an asshole in that movie. But he yeah. was like the practical asshole. Was like we gotta do what we gotta fucking do. Dude, he was he was the Adam of that movie for sure. Hell yeah! Like he's totally like who you I think would be in that situation. And that's exactly that how it would die. Was well, how, how he did died. he get killed? He got. I remember right? it being super horrific. Because like he yeah. he the coolant of the mainframe computer oh shit and he had to right. like dislodge it or something by going in it but it like he couldn't do he, it like as, froze to death right yeah because yeah, he had to yeah. like go into it and then dislodge it and it would crush him as it goes back in because he had enough right. time yeah and I was just like what a fucking terrible way to go dude. yeah that's right man and yeah. that's and and then he uh, was is Captain America. America's hero for the next like 12 years, basically. Yeah. And now it's hard to see him not as Captain America, America's hero. I I appreciate how he's doing it though. Whereas like he, he pops up and knives out and he's just like, he's so, he's too handsome though. And but he yeah, but he's like also like a, a Brooks Brothers douchebag, I think is what he's going for. But he, he looks like America's face <laughs> and that's what, 
Like it's not. It's, it's gonna be not, a couple movies until. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. not his fault. Yeah, it's not anyone's fault here, Brent. It's just what I saw. I just saw this beautiful man's face. Yeah, who's Captain yeah. America, who saves the day. I, I saw who our holds, hero who holds Thor's hammer, and and we, we cheered. And, we, and he ended up with and we Peggy. All cried. And, we and we all cried. And we all cried. Loved him. He's Peggy's man. And now man. he's a douchebag. And he got that dance. And he got that last dance. And he uh, ended up being a douchebag and knives out. How can yeah. you do that to him? <laughs> he got yeah. to be with Peggy. You no. fucking you, he Ryan Johnson. You ruined. You ruined the. You ruined everything. What if <laughs> Knives Out ended inexplicably with him <laughs> dancing with fucking Peggy Carter again? And it's like just to break our hearts just, all over just again. To, yeah, just as a meta fucking yeah. like power move. And then you see ruin ruin Johnson like twiddling his fingers like with an evil face on. He comes like, out holding a lightsaber and he throws it over his and he, shoulder. No, ruin Johnson. <laughs> Pierces Peggy's heart with a lightsaber <laughs> just to fucking piss us all off because that's the twist. Two franchises. I'm going to make everyone <laughs> mad. That would have been, I would have stood up and cheered until I lost my voice if that happened. That would have been the bravest thing in cinema history, I think. You would have gone down in textbooks for that move, honestly. We have all would. Our children's 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 would be talking about that moment in history. Yeah, if they're he still would, alive. He would get John Lennon for that. <laughs> he would get shot in the street. I think if he did that, if he went that far. Oh my god! It's <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, but Chris Evans, he has a skateboard in this one, and he's very cool, and he and he says some funny jokes. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Like his voice. His voice is so. It's good, such yeah. a yeah. It's it's such a like. Uh, just like qu- like obvious commentary on like action American yeah. action stars where mm-hmm. he has like the chin strap. And, yeah, he's got and the real that. like the real like um, early two thousand douchey mm-hmm. like like tap out <laughs> sort of aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. You know who who also skateboards. <laughs> this is the funniest thing because I don't think I've ever met a tap out slash skateboard guy in my life. Yeah, it's an interesting. But that's combo. who he is in this. Yeah, <laughs> and then he has that insane fucking staircase grind scene, which was so cool. It's it was so, so it shot cool. so cool. Yeah. yeah, and he just goes so fast and so hard that he explodes. <laughs> that's how I want to die, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, all of Chris Evans's deaths are how you would die. Yes. <laughs> Or how you want to die in real life. Like I would want to skateboard into a, into a coolant mainframe <laughs> and then die for yeah, sure. Yeah, get a quick dance with Peggy Carter in there. She's a real cutie. You know, like, no, I didn't mention Haley Atwell, honestly, is way up there for oh, me. Yeah. She's probably number three or four, honestly. Yeah. Haley I really At- like When Haley I saw Atwell. her in uh, Black Mirror, that was like, whew. Oh, man, she's a total bombshell in uh, that Black yeah, Mirror episode. With fucking one of the Weasley guys. With uh, General Hux. Oh, in general. I'm the spy. What a stupid <laughs> twist. Let's talk about how stupid that I was. I can't. I talked about this for three and a half hours on fucking... All right, what's the... What's countdown the to Infinity Spark notes then on how stupid that was. Oh, I will say this. I don't think the idea is bad. I like that that... Like Star Wars is like the idea of Star Wars. No, the idea bad. that General Hux turned because he got cucked. Hux got cucked by 
Kylo Ren, that turn makes sense. But when the reveal is, I'm the spy, and then he gets killed 10 seconds later, it's like, well, that didn't mean anything. Well, spies don't just say that. Well, yeah, that's bad writing and dumb and yeah. Hey, you know that you know that thing that you're supposed to learn over three movies <laughs> and it's supposed to be hinted at mm-hmm. and the audience is supposed to be supposed is supposed to be surprised and and also believe it. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. <laughs> Cuz I had no fucking clue that you like, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean that that whole movie is is bad execution, which is mm. the opposite of Let's a film. film. Cold Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Versus okay. the world. So after Chris Chris Evans, who, mm. who we have was it Brandon Routh? Ruth? Ooh. Uh Ralph. Ralph? Ruth? Brandon Routh. I don't Ruth. know. Let's say Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Superman. Did we skip somebody? I think we skipped somebody. The twins come after. Brandon. Yeah, the the girl. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, um, she, uh, Meg. She's super from Arrested Development. Yeah. Her, her egg was it? That's egg? her egg. Yeah, yeah egg. <laughs> she's 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 so adorable. Yeah, um, she's she's super good in this. Uh, I was watching the behind the scenes of her, and she, I, I love her as an actress because she was just so like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, as a person, I guess I shouldn't mean not as an, I mean, I also like her as an actress, Yeah, but yeah. she was just so like enthusiastic and just like happy about like learning all these Kung Fu <laughs> moves and stuff. She has some fights, man. Yeah. yeah. She has some actual crazy fights in this movie. Yeah. Like she had a lot of fucking crazy shit with mm-hmm. the Ramona V. Yeah. V. Uh, her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Edgar Wright had said that her costume design was described as like a, God, what was it? Like a, a goth, um, a goth uh, Care Bear, I think was uh, <laughs> what it was. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, that's she had perp- the pigtails. And yeah, the, yeah. And she ended up being she 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 ended up being like um, Ramona's lesbian fling a- that fling. she had. Yeah, uh, by curious. Well, I'm by furious. God, like, great all lines. her puns. Yeah, all those puns there yeah. were fucking great. The, I love the whole sequence where um, Ramona says that you have to defeat her to scott and she like puppeteers uh scott because he doesn't want to hit a girl and that was such a clever like yeah uh, yeah fight fight plot device there, for sure there. yeah that was really good and then oh yeah and then her brutal uh finishing move where it's like a back of foot kick down she literally died ground. of an orgasm oh that's right i'm thinking of something prior yeah it's that one that you're yeah yeah like her <laughs> beneath like <laughs> under her knee yeah. is there like a, a word for what you call that part? that's there's a I feel that's like there's not like the a, weenus right because the, the weenus, weenus is this thing the one on your on your uh then thumb what's, and, i thought i think the weenus is multiple things i don't it's, know it's it's like your knees weenus your knees weenus your knees weenus. weenus that sounds great that sounds really good and delightful to say and i'm glad that we were saying it a lot knees weenus and <laughs> She literally dies of an <laughs> orgasm. Yeah. Because she's fucking moaning as she, like, dies. Blows up into coins. Um, God, yeah, that one's great. And then Ruth. Then Ruth slash uh, Scott's evil ex. Mm-hmm. Um, Envy. Envy. 
Brie Larson. Or Natalie, as she was formerly known as. Natalie. Um, Sad. And we already guys talked about how some of that plays out, but uh, with Thomas Jane and fucking Clifton Collins showing up and all the veganism mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That whole sequence is... is Maybe my favorite in the movie. I just love how all that plays out. It's so ridiculous. The vegan jokes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like this energy being. The vegan jokes are so great. Because uh, it's like they keep exemplifying like the elitism of vegans and like. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it's, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, It's great. Um, And And yeah, then then Ruth gets killed. Yeah. He gets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He gets his. Does he get his face smashed or some shit? Uh, he blows up too. No, he like melts or something. No, yeah, he, he gets, gets killed a- by Thomas Jane and Clifton Collins. No, he for just breaking loses vegan his powers. Edge. He doesn't get killed by them. Oh, like Scott fucking headbutts him. That's right, he headbutts him and he blows up. Oh, that's what it was. Because <laughs> like there was a whole joke like you you, you headbutted you headbutted my boyfriend into pieces. <laughs> He's yeah. Like, yeah, sorry, sorry and stuff or whatever he said. <laughs> well you well he was like, No, you well you broke my heart into a, a bunch of pieces. Oh, that's yeah. right. always a pun at the ready. Always a pun at the ready. And yeah, you know what's also funny is that how many people die in this movie actually? Yeah, it's so the, the with my my issue my biggest issue I guess is this tonal balance. But even with that, I don't have t- I don't know. I, I buy into it at a certain point. I buy point, into it, for sure. You know? I 100% buy into it. And that's because really, yeah. it's it is him. This is all his daydreams. That's all it is. Like, mm. like there is the element of realism to, like, the, the sincere scenes be- between him and Ramona. And, like, like, whenever he's, like, having an intimate moment with someone, the, the visuals go away like it's like he's like completely in this like yeah that's also what i love about Edgar wright's filmmaking is that he is stylistic in so many great ways in this but only when it's like him daydreaming yeah, yeah. but when it's like him having scott having a sincere like emotional moment with like the characters it's like framed in this very realistic like mm, way yeah. like when scott had went over to ramona's place to have <laughs> tea it's all like this it's very good yeah. soft lighting and it's like you could like you don't see this you don't see ramona as like this manic pixie dream girl you don't see yeah. as you don't see scott as like this nerdy neurotic guy you see these two people like connecting. genuinely connecting yeah. yeah and the way the lighting the soft lighting is mm-hmm. on and he slows the, the the hectic pace down yeah. on those scenes and lets them breathe that's what we needed more i think was those scenes a little bit more of yeah. that yeah um, especially at the end with the resolutions yeah yeah i mean the end so it introduces gideon at the uh and i didn't even mention this but like i think Really, my favorite moments of the movie are all the music stuff. I just love. Oh yeah, how so we can talk about the twins. Then I mean, the twins was fucking. Cool. Yeah, that scene yeah. is incredible, and it's like this thing that, like, it's the stuff like that that makes me think of Speed Racer, where it's like, like, how do we adapt this fully cartoonish? And like comical concept into a like live action movie without people getting totally turned off with the uncanny valley. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, and it and it does it in such a cool way where like the music is in and of itself really cool, which a lot of it was written by Beck, 
you told me, right? Yeah. Beck did a lot of the Sex Bob-Ombs music. And he was actually actively told, make a shitty song. <laughs> and it's like, even like his <laughs> shitty songs were like, you know, this is not bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. funny. Like, even Beck's shitty songs yeah. is still like, you know, yeah, I'll listen to this. It's it's like very white stripesy, like a lot yeah. of their, the Sex Bob-Ombs songs. But yeah, I know the face-off against the twins is, is super cool, just in how it visualizes like a a battle of the bands type scenario with like these fully like see it turns into a goddamn monster battle uh and and then it's like this big ape versus these two dragons and it's it's uh just really, it's really cool it doesn't make yeah. any sense no but it's yeah, cool yeah. but it's cool and who cares yeah yeah, you need to beat you beat Japanese twins. I th- I think that's what I don't know, man. Like to me, there's a through line here with this and uh, Speed Racer. They were both flops. They both didn't do well at the box office, and I think it's because both of them uh, were ahead of their time. Honestly, I think movies like Scott Pilgrim and Speed Racer are a like like from the ground floor utilization of like cinematic and like visual language where you're like, you're getting back to the shit that like cartoons did, but you're like combining that with live action stuff. And I think it's just overwhelming for people. It's like, like that's how it felt watching speed racer in theaters for me as I I was just, I was so overwhelmed by the fucking stimulus. Here's a a controversial like talking point then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I just saw in my brain right now. And I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. It's like, do we even need these things? Do we even need the movie adaptation? Mm. You know, like they are, they belong to an anime format. They belong to a manga format. They belong to a comic book format. Why mm. would they ever even need to ever go to a movie format? I think. Uh, and why do we even bother trying to mesh <clears throat> the uh, the tone if it doesn't even work for audience? I think it's less about tone. It's more about the actual like visuals in and of themselves. It's like I think the peak version of what Edgar Wright and the Wachowskis set like did I think wouldn't be an adaptation of a show or a comic. It would be fully its own thing that's using this insane visual language that they're playing around with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what's interesting on what I'm talking about with this Mm -hmm. thing is like, do we even need to have the hybridization of it? Uh... I don't know. Why not? I, I just think I know. Like, I know. Yeah. I, I don't it's like not, that. It's not I don't like the most marketing. Yeah. I don't that's like from that like answer. a marketing exact angle, yeah. which, which I mean, it's, is a, a valid thing to look at. It's like, because it's if, not going to be a hit right Because away. if you think about like, this is using like comic books as a, you know, as a way to exude its tone. Yeah. And it's like, well, why don't you just read the comic book then? You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. I'm not arguing against like yeah, what yeah. this is. Just I'm just kind there. of like a thought that I had in my brain. It's just like, oh yeah, I'll just why don't I just read the novels instead of watching Yeah, I mean, well, okay, I think it's a weird that a weird that concept. that is a yeah. scenario where because when we're talking about these two movies, it's it's a scenario where I feel like Speed Racer executes it better than Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Because Speed yeah. Racer I think doesn't try to adapt a whole show. It 
tells like a very, I think, straightforward story in such an intensely like cinematic way that is reminiscent of watching like an old cartoon, but is fully, I think its own kind of like language that it's using. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I just think <clears throat> that, that both of these are, are experiments and yeah, experiments um, is like really like, the best. H- thing. How do we, and I, I think maybe a clear way of trying to say what I was saying earlier is like, like a movie is a movie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you put in a comic book in it, like comic book stylization. And then what is it? It's yeah. like a comic book movie, you know, or should we yeah. just remain like a movie should just be a movie without any sort of like influence on it. I don't know. Yeah. It's, don't know. it's just a weird, a weird thought. Yeah. Know. No, Nothing it's an against thing it. To think about, yeah. Man. yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, we talk about this final battle is, is like, yeah, I, I really forget how, how fucking great this movie ends. Hmm. Um, with uh, the battle with Gideon. Well, the, re- the, the resolution that Scott has mm-hmm. where he learns something as he, as he, he for says. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's because yeah, for most of the movie's runtime, I kept being like th- on this viewing being, you know, an older, more mature person, more yeah. developed and being like, Scott's like, Scott's a dick. Scott's an asshole. Um, I, it's, he's well, kind of hard to relate he, to. I relate to Scott a lot. Okay. Honestly. Okay. And because yeah, I am I was a dick and an asshole for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I get where he's coming from because <laughs> this is my viewpoint cuz I relate to his character in the way that like you just like I've dated I've dated a lot, okay. I don't want to say that as like some sort of like bragging thing, but yeah, like yeah. I've dated girls who've been like angels like there were they were like knives and (laughs) they were so good to me and you know i really just didn't vibe with them and you just like feel guilty like you feel so bad because it's like they didn't do anything wrong but it's just like you're not into them you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and it's like the hardest thing to tell them it's like i'm it's hard to say that to them it's hard to say like i'm not feeling this because you can't explain to them like verbally, like at least for me, I couldn't because I didn't have the communication skills mm-hmm. to like just say, yeah, like I, you know, we're not gonna work. We're not gonna work, and because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, exp- I would, I like to have an explanation when I do something, but yeah, I wouldn't if that was the situation <laughs> happening. Yeah, know? yeah. And that's why I I like his kind of development is that like instead of you know, relying everything about just on love on its motivations, mm-hmm. you know, cause he has the power of love, like that's his sword. But then that one is what loses mm-hmm. and he gains a sort of self-respect. Yeah. Like he understands oh, all that. Stuff that is so it's good. so good. Yeah. It's so good. Cause like self-respect is like the, the very for, foremost thing. It's that, the foundation, the foundation of having a healthy relationship because mm-hmm in that way that Scott learns that he can like love who he wants to love without feeling guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Cause he has that self-respect, you know, that he gained at the end, Yeah, you know, as long as he's communicative in a healthy way and just like, not just like kind of ghost, you know, knives. Yeah. And I mean, Ramona's like, I mean, 
I would describe their relationship as an anxious avoidant, like relationship we're talking about, like yeah, yeah, uh, attachment theory. Like Scott was super anxious, and um, Ramona is a super avoidant. But yeah, the but those attachments changed depending on the on the person. Like Knives became like the anxious type, and then mm-hmm. Scott was avoidant, and then Gideon was the <laughs> was the avoidant. While um, yeah, you know Ramona was anxious, and it's just like really cool to see like the the commentary on the toxicity of like relationships and how it's just about like that yeah. communication problem. You know, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, man, it's th- yeah. This movie ends in a pretty, yeah. pretty powerful way that I, I, I don't think ever hit like it did when I watched it this time. I was like, oh, this is really, I, I really love how this ends. Where it, and I, t- I'd totally forgotten when the the Nega Scott shows up, and and then you you just like expect another fight, yeah. And that in of itself he is like a great commentary. Himself. And he, that's what's, that's why it's great that he got the power of self-respect because Mm -hmm. he faced Nega Scott and he's just like, you know what? I I like myself and I'm going to go out. I'm going to go. They walk out. Yeah. He's (laughs) going to grab a cup of coffee. Oh yeah. Like brunch because he's like now realizing like I can love myself too. And I don't have to just like devote my life about like relationship to relationship. I can have a relationship with myself. Yeah. And that's Nega Scott. For sure. You know, and that that's what's that, that's like the cool like resolution there. Yeah. And and I and I like how it ends too, where she's walking away and he's he's like made he's like at peace with it. He's like, she yeah, you know, that's it's fine if she wants to to go. But then yeah. Knives is like, come on. I mean, be honest yeah. with yourself though. It's yeah, like be you, honest. You do want to be with her and then because Knives has that kind of realization too. It's like, well, you know, yeah. he obviously isn't into me, so why should I try to yeah control what he wants like yeah and she even says i'll I'll be fine you know yeah it's it's great yeah and i wish there was more breathing with all that stuff Mm. Um, yeah like if if maybe that was able to be implemented around the twins yeah and then you kind of like really have it pay off in a and just have like a threesome between knives ramona and scott yeah oh there you go yeah that'd be good and Nega Scott, have it just <laughs> just pop, toss, pop in, toss him in there and huh? get a couple of Scots and, okay. uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it was so <laughs> fucking funny when they came out just talking, dude. Yeah. It's, it's a good bit. Yeah. And he's, and he's just like, I mean, hmm. yeah, he's a cool guy. We're going to get, gonna get <laughs> coffee and brunch. Like <laughs> the most Michael Sarah conflict resolution. Like, ever. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very super baddie that moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think, uh, do you want to wrap it up? Do you want to say some final thoughts and I'll say mine final thoughts? Um, yeah. Uh, this movie is uh, fantastic. I love it. I I think it's really, it's, it's a really fun movie. Like, yeah, I, I just forgot how amazing the fight sequences are mm-hmm. and how, how exhilarating and dopamine inducing like they are. (laughs) Yeah. And just the amount of, uh, understanding that you get with the choreography and just the stylistic, um, fight sequences. Like you got ripped from anime and old eighties Kung Fu movies. Like I felt some, um, some Kurt Russell's, uh, John Carpenter's, um, (laughs) I can't, 
think of it. Um, uh, big Trouble. Big Trouble in Little yeah. China. You know, moments. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Um, they were all like in such a loving way to these like genres. Mm-hmm. And it's just to imagine a film doing like those tropes with live action people is such a hard thing to do without feeling like this is like a cheesy ass thing. But Edgar Wright, I think knows such great timing with editing and lighting choices that it doesn't feel like a satire. And that's what makes Edgar Wright so good at his job is that he knows how to do these genre films without making them satire. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen that with Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead yeah. so far, and uh, it holds up well with Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the plotting, like yes, more breathing, more, more Ramona, more. Well, I mean, you can never get enough of Ramona. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually wanted more envy because, like, low key, when I was reading. The novel is like I kind of want like Envy and yeah <laughs> and Scott to get back because it was like kind of sad like how it all happened. Oh uh, yeah, but like I'd love I, to see that movie. Yeah, like, like more, good, more on that like yeah. a or prequel. Read the yeah, yeah read the. But um, it's it's just I, I can't believe it. it took me so long to watch it again until we did this podcast. But I yeah, am delightfully yeah. surprised on uh, watching this and um. I still think I, I think I, I I just put I like this more than Shaun the Dead for sure. I do. Yeah. Um yeah. I'll I'll say that. But Hot Fuzz is still like Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah. It's we'll we'll rank kiss. them at the end, man. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna do a do a end of season ranking, I think, mm. too. Um but yeah. Um yeah, this is a movie I I re- I I really, really like this movie, and 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 it's one that is is super rewarding every time I rewatch it, just because it's so fucking dense. It's like, and that can be said for pretty much every Edgar Wright movie, is that uh, more than most other movies, you're gonna watch something that is fucking jam packed because he's he's a guy that fucking like I I was thinking about it when we were talking about. Um, kind of his style and like uh, how he's so he's like very postmodern in a very sincere way. Like he's somebody that when you watch his movies, you can tell he loves movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something you don't see nearly enough. And I think is what makes his movies last. And I think that give him a lot of like, I don't know, like he has, he has a big, like, kind of fan following. He has like a big, like cult, uh, he's a cult status guy now. Like Scott Pilgrim is a, is a big, like uh, cult favorite. And, uh, I think like all of his movies are because it's like, he's still, well, thankfully, and we'll talk about it on baby driver. That one made over a hundred million. And it's really yeah. cool that that was such a big hit because it was like, it's like, sure. If that, even if that's not his best movie, it's fucking cool that like he's clicking with people now. Yeah. You know, and it's like well, Baby Driver has a as a we'll get to in that movie that has a more general audience appeal for sure. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Uh and maybe that was uh, in, intentionally he wanted to get a movie that reels people in so they like 
because you can do that these days. You can like find a movie and be like, what has this guy done? Let me watch Shaun of the Dead. Let me watch Hot Fuzz. Let me watch Scott Pilgrim. And you can just like cultivate and new Netflix fans. Netflix can just like, dude, recommend. Yeah. If you liked Baby Driver, yeah. you'll like Scott Pilgrim versus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, well, it's, it's, that's, that's a really good point, man, because like Scott Pilgrim, I watched it on Netflix, it's on Netflix, and it's like, I think of something like, again, to bring it up, Community, which was another one of these like incredibly well-made, well-written shows, one of the best I think ever made still, was not a hit the entirety of the time that it was on TV, but is like consistently in Netflix's top 10 now. Mm. And it's just really cool. It's like one of the pluses, you know, there are definitely negatives to it, uh, the whole streaming system now, but it's like, that's a, that's a bonus where it's like people can find these things now where like people can find Scott Pilgrim and be like, Oh, this is a, a really badass movie that I, I didn't even see when it came out. Um, and yeah, I mean all the, all the other stuff that we said, I mean, um, I, I, I think I still don't love this movie. I, and I don't totally know why I think it is a little jarring some of the time and, and it's juggling of realism and, and the insanity of the action and stuff like that. But just like I said, you know, I yeah. said the reasoning behind it was the daydreaming and the present moment sort of thing. I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing I don't, I don't, I didn't totally click with it being daydreams, though. I think that's why Edgar Wright even literally said that, like that was what it was. Yeah. See, so it'll probably be even more rewarding (laughs) upon watching it again, which I'm sure I'll do. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, it's it's just such a fucking fun movie to watch. Uh, Never feels like a slog or anything. It's just so fucking fast and snappy, and uh, it's such a good time. But um, yeah, that's I think gonna be scott scotty pilgrim scotty verse the world oh you had to I guess. you had to say it though. dawn of justice donna <laughs> remember that movie? it's like d-o d-o-n like dawn of justice like this guy dawn. named don he's like of justice it's me i'm don superman <laughs> i don't know that's a fucking stupid joke um that's not even a joke yeah, it's, uh, not, it's just more of a statement are we gonna have our sad kind of uh covid epilogue on this one just uh Uh, yeah i mean hey how long has it been you know you know what i was thinking about i was thinking about you know this and yeah it's like will there be an episode where it's like we're talking about being quarantined and then we're not like it gets released on a day where wow it's not quarantine you know that's the that's the weird part to think of you know, well, I think the thing is, I mean, who knows, they, like yeah. when this gets released, maybe we're out of court. It, I don't know, but probably this not a few weeks out. I think yeah. probably not then, but maybe when will it happen? May, maybe by the fucking one of the final episodes, we're going to be talking like uh Jojo rabbit or we're going to be talking baby driver and that one will come out. Who knows? I mean, that's that's a fun little. We have our own meta narrative. I think that we've talked about for this. I mean, it's not a fun. It's not very fun. <laughs> it's not very fun. It's a terrible fucking global pandemic. But it's a. It is a narrative in this season. I think, and I I hope that, uh, you know, it's th- this shit is about over for now. By the time that the season's wrapping up for yeah, you guys yeah. listening, but I just. You know what? What other words of accomp- <laughs> words of accomplishment, words of uh, encouragement? I can we can give you guys. 
other than, you know, keep taking it one day at a time, you know? Yeah, one day at a time. time. And just uh, listen, I mean, now's a good time to fucking catch up on shows, do some exercises, find a new hobby, find a new hobby. Yeah. Uh, play some games you haven't played. Just tell the people yeah. you love that you love them. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Keep keep people in your thoughts, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's going to keep be it. the thoughts in your pants. Keep keep them in your pants, <laughs> but don't keep your big old hog in your pants. Yeah, keep <laughs> keep that hog out. Hashtag keep hogs out. Hey, hashtag hogs out. Twenty twenty. Harambe. Ho- <laughs> Hogs out, COVID nineteen. Uh, I mean, yeah, might as well do that too. I don't know. I don't have to connect that dot for you, but well, yeah, you're at home. Ho- you're at hog home. it out. Hogs out all day. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Unless you're like living with your mom. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Hogs out. Uh, hogs out. M- mom's in. Oh, oh Jesus. now you're just fucking like crap. Fucking sorry, burring. Just a trying hole to here. yes and, and it backfired. Anyways, next yeah. week, what do we got? Next week, we're talking what we do in the shadows. What we do in the one shadows. of the best comedies of the last ten years. Yeah. and I'm fucking excited. It's going to be I'm great. Might have a guest. I think we're going to work that out. We're we'll going to have to see what the logistics are, but we yeah. will be doing that movie next. Yeah, and uh, stay safe. Stay indoors as much as you can. Stay sanitized. And uh, stay happy. Yeah, stay happy. Bye. Bye.